Now can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? You can hear me? Yes. I can't hear you. Say hello. Hang on, guys. Yes. Oh, now I can hear you. <laughs> so I'll begin again, right? Marie-Pierre? Yes? Okay. So Maria Mariano, 38 years, multi-level marketing specialist. And today's podcast, I prepared it thinking of my friends in France that just had their warehouse uh, burned down. And a lot, of, all, a lot of my friends are devastated. And as I was getting the podcast ready, I said to Marie-Pierre, I think it's going to be spot on with what is happening. We always have the choice. When things happen, when things happen to us, we have the choice. We have the choice of how we will respond to the situation. And I was thinking just of us um, lately, in the last seven days, we just changed our computer system to what we call the Gen Con system. Out of 44,000 people that can put in orders, we have maximum 2,000 that went into the system. Now, it's a choice. A lot of people would change, become crisp, and they say, I can do this. They decide from before it's even happened, oh, I'm not going to do this. So my friends in France, the burning down of the warehouse is a, a situation. How am I going to react to this? Uh, losing somebody, the death of somebody is a situation. How am I going to react to this belongs to me. The curfew, let's talk about uh, COVID-19, right? Um, and the curfew, how I'm going to react to this depends on me. I have the choice. We had manifestations downtown with the curfew and other other people said, well, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of the curfew to catch up on my sleep or to catch up on house cleaning. It, it, you know, the difference between what happens to me and how I respond to it or the words of Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People say, his words are, they're stimulus and my response to me. So let me talk to you about a catalytic story of Victor Frank. Uh, what, who was raised in a very traditional, traditional Freudian, Freudian psychology um, mindset, which means what? That where I come from determines where I'm going. My environment in which I live in determines my future. Okay, whatever happens to you as a child will shape your character and personality and govern you um, across your whole life which you cannot do much about it. He was raised with this mentality. This is what we call Freudian psychology. Now, by the way, I come from a world that is exactly like that, where we, my parents really believed that if you're born poor, then that is your destiny, okay? In French, we, we say, ne pour un petit pain, mourir pour un petit pain, which means you're born for small beginnings, you'll die with small beginnings, that's a Freudian mentality. Frank was imprisoned in the death camps of Nazi Germany, where he experienced things that were so atrocious that we can't even repeat them. That's how atrocious they were. I've been to the Nazi camps myself in one of my visits to Germany. And let me tell you, let me tell you, 
you smell, you the smell, you smell death in those camps. I can't even begin to explain to you how I felt just walking in that camp, in those camps. There was nobody there, but yet you felt, you felt the pain that went on there. His parents, his brother, his wife were killed in the camps, except for his sister. His entire family was killed. Frank himself suffered torture and unspeakable innumerable indignities, never knowing at what moment he would be turned to walk in the gas ovens and die. One day, naked and alone in a small room, Frank began to become aware. Remember, he's born with Freudian mentality. This is your destiny. That that one day in this room alone, he began to become aware of what he later called the last of the human freedoms. There's a book on the last of the human freedoms. That one freedom the Nazis could not take away from him, Frank said to himself, the one thing they cannot take away, away from me is myself aware, my identity, who I am, that can stay intact. That's a decision, something he realized when he was alone in that room, cold and naked. He could decide, he realized he could decide within himself how all of this was going to affect him in the future. Now, remember today's book on Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of a Highly Effective People. We're covering habit number one, self-awareness. Self-awareness, Marie-Pierre is going to go more in the details of the technique technique behind it. But this is where it was born. Between what happened to him or the stimulus and his response to it was his freedom. Between what happened to me, Virginie, my warehouse bill burning down, and how I respond to the stimulus, that's my freedom. I have freedom here. Between COVID-19 happening and how I respond to it, that's my freedom. Between curfew and how I respond to it, that's my freedom. Contrary to animals, they don't have the power to choose the response. They just don't. They work purely on instinct. So what did Frank do? He would mentally project himself in his classroom, because he was a teacher, in his classroom, he would mentally project himself in his classroom and he would see himself lecturing his students on how he survived the Nazi capture. As he was being, as he was being, held, um, as he was being held as a prisoner in the Nazi camps, he visualized himself day in and day out speaking to his students. He, close, he, he chose to learn during his torture how, how to overcome and, and, and use that one last freedom that he had, which is self-awareness and his capacity to do with his mind what he wanted. And Marie-Pierre, that reminds me of my dad. My dad said always to me, you can, you, can, you can build your business and you can own a lot of money, Maria. You can have many buildings. You can be financially well off. But if the government tomorrow decides to take it all away from you, he will. There's one thing he cannot take away from you, and that's your intelligence in your mind. 
So in my father's words, that's what he would say. And in Stephen Covey, it's exactly the same thing. Through a series of such mental disciplines, emotional disciplines, moral disciplines, using memory and imagination, he exercised, exercised his small embryonic freedom. And it grew larger and larger and larger every single day. The Nazis had more liberty, more options to choose from in their environment, but he had more freedom, more internal power to exercise his options. So remember, every time something happens to you, remember, you have the choice. Frank used the human endowment, the human endowment of self-awareness. Remember yesterday we talked about self-awareness where when we sold for the very first time in one week, $800,000, right? And we're going, whoa! But my self-awareness brought me to immediately remove myself to my, out of my body and say, well, wait a second. If we sold 800000 yes, it's a growth of 500000 versus last year. But wait a second. How is the rest of North America doing? And by doing that, I realized that we were literally $700,000 under and not that we had grown $500,000. Now, it takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to say we've done good, but we can do better. So Frank used this human endowment of self-awareness to discover that between stimulus and response, man has the freedom to choose. What makes us uniquely human in addition to self-awareness is what? We have imagination, our ability to create. What else makes us uniquely human? Now I look at my dogs that just walk in. Did you say, notice I said my dogs, okay? It's not my dogs, it's my daughter's dogs. But I watch them and, and they don't have imaginations. Like they, they just succumb to whatever we do to them. We have consciousness, knowing the difference between right and wrong. Animals don't have that. They don't know the difference between right and wrong. We have independent will, the ability to act based on our self-awareness. Animals don't have that. This is why we're the only race that has evolved over the years and years. Even the most intelligent animals have none of these endowments. Using the metaphor of the computer, animals are programmed by instincts. They can be trained to be responsible, but they can't take responsibility for that training, right or right? Uh, did you like that, Marie-Pierre, right or right? Huh? They can't change their programming. They aren't even aware. Because, human because of human endowments, we can reprogram ourselves. So all of you out there, no matter where you come from, you have the power to reprogram yourself. But if we live like animals, right, out of our own instinct and conditioning and conditions, we too will be limited. So between the warehouse burning down in France, my friend Virginie, right, and how I choose to respond, that choice is my freedom. Between COVID-19 and how I choose to respond, there lies my freedom. Between curfew and how I choose to respond to curfew, there lies my freedom. And my freedom is never, never in fighting back. If I fight back, I diminish my power. 
It's how I choose to respond to level up. So between stimulus and response is our greatest power, the freedom to choose. Now we're going to move on to Marie-Pierre. She's going to share with you how important it is that you help us grow our podcast organically. And she will share what exactly it means, the social mirror between stimulus and response. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Maria. So I'm Marie-Pierre. I'm 30 years old. I've been in the MLM for seven years now, and I love to develop myself every day. So I love doing the podcast every day. So yes, we want to build that big community that everybody level up. So make sure to share the podcast. If you are on Podbean, it gives you heart for the draw at the end of the month. If you are on Facebook, make sure to share too, because it helps us to be more visible on that platform. And we have the vision to build a thousand millionaire and that we will do it with your help. So every morning when you share, when you comment, it helps us to be more visible and reach a lot of people. Oh, if you can see Maya with her dogs. Oh my God. Maya, <laughs> Okay. So uh, if you are not on the group, Limiliana de Diamant Inspirational Group, make sure to be on that group because it's a place that everybody level up if you find something that you know that it may uh, it can help someone make sure to share it on the group because it's really a place that nobody judge and if you want to do a live because something uh, beautiful happened to you or maybe you just have a haha moment you can go live on that group too and i love uh, we have melanie uh, beauchamp who's doing a live each morning it's it's so inspirational to listen to her every morning so yes, the social mirror. So what is the social mirror? Is uh, I will give you an example. So if we only, uh, if the only vision we have for ourselves comes from the current social paradigm and from the opinions and perception and paradigm of the people around us, our view of ourselves is like a reflection in a crazy mirror room at the carnival. So maybe you heard when you were younger, or maybe it was yesterday. Oh, you're never on time. Oh, oh, why can't you ever keep things in order? So that thing, it doesn't mean that it's true, but because they tell you that thing, maybe you have that vision for yourself. So these visions are often more projection than reflection. So the reflection of the current social paradigm tells us that uh, we are largely determined by conditioning and condition. So. And uh, while we have the knowledge, the tremendous power of conditioning in our life to say that we are determined by it uh, and that we have no control of that over that influence creates a different map. So there's three social maps, uh, three theories of determinism uh, widely accepted in the social uh, environment. So the first one is genetic determinism, <laughs> basically say that your grandparents did it to you. For example, oh, that's why you have such a temper. Your grandparents had had short uh, had a short temper, and it's in your DNA. If you ever heard something in your family that said, oh yes, yes, it's normal that you have that thing because everybody, it's on, it's in your DNA. Write it in the Podbean uh, example that maybe you heard when you were younger, and if you are on the Facebook Live, write it in the comment if you had something an example of something that everybody says because oh yes it's in your dna 
it goes through the generation and generation. You just inherit it. Do you have an example, Maria, from your family? The speakers, I put the speakers off because my dogs are in the house. Uh, no, it, it, you can't hear me? Okay, yes, now. You can hear me? Okay. So an example from us is you're, you're, you're born from small beginnings. You will die from small beginnings. Or another expression I heard a lot growing up, you know, Maria, the big fish will always eat the little fish because we, you know, in the world of business, you're considered a little fish. Or my dad would say, be successful, but not too successful that the big guy is going to eat you up. So it was a very limited mindset. Thank you. <laughs> For me, in my <laughs> my family, when we were doing some games, everybody knows that the Tetro, oh my God, all the Tetro will cheat in the game to win. <laughs> so nobody wants to play with my grandfather because we know he will cheat to win. <laughs> But they say, oh no, we can't play with them. <laughs> we'll play with the other. <laughs> Number two theories, it's the psychic determinism basically it says your parents did it to you so your upbringing your childhood experience essentially laid out your personal tendency and your character structure so that's why you're afraid to be in the front of the group for example it's the way your parents brought up brought you up so maybe you have something like that that you say oh it's because my parents did that and that's why i'm like that <laughs> And number three, it's, hang on, hang on. Oh. I'm taking, I'm taking notes. Number two, repeat again. Is the psychic determinism? The what? It's psychic, psychic <laughs> determinism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go <laughs> English. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun this morning. Okay. <laughs> And continue with number three yes <laughs> okay <laughs> number three is environmental environmental determinism <laughs> it basically says your boss is doing it for you or your spouse or the your teenager or the economic situation or the and the national policy everything and uh, in your environment is responsible for your situation so Each of these maps, those three maps, is based on the stimulus and response theory we most often think uh, of in connection with Pavlov's experience with the dog. So if you ever heard that, that story, that she just ring a bell and the dogs were so excited to get food. So even though they have not food at that moment, if you rang the bell, they think they have uh, the food coming. So the basic idea is that we are conditioned to respond in a particular way to a particular stimulus. But those paradigm comes, comes primarily from the study with animals. So that doesn't mean that with humans, it's true. So that's uh, uh, the way they, um, they realize that no, the mankind have self-awareness and they can choose the response. There's no determinism. So our unique human, our diamond, lift up above, above the animal world and between the stimulus and response is our greatest power, the freedom to choose. 
Oh my God, I love it. And it's so true, eh? For how many, for how many years that we use Pavlov's theory to represent human behavior. And there's one thing, absolutely, Marie-Pierre, that they did not acknowledge those doctors as, the, you know, the uh, Pavlov's theory and everything else, is that we have a unique human endowment, which is imagination, which is consciousness, which is independent free will. Now, for you guys that are that can see me on the Zoom, this dog has no free will. None. I decide when it sleeps. I decide when it eats. It's sad because they can be easily mistreated, very easily. The same thing, Marie-Pierre. No, but it's true. They, they have no power. I mean, they're completely attached or dependent to the human being. The same thing like a child. This is why, Marie-Pierre, you always hear me say, you're so immature. Not, not to Marie-Pierre. Like she hears me telling, treating people immature. Why? Because you don't have much freedom when you're one month old, six months old, 12 months old. But once from the moment, you know, that you're, I believe as, a, I'll go with the traditional Italian way, okay? Back in the days when a woman got her period, she was ready to get married. Now, it's not a question whether you agree or not here. It's, it's the way it used to be. But it makes also a lot of sense, the Muslim, when the men, I don't know what happens, puberty, puberty is usually a sign that there's things you can do that you were not able to do as a child. Can I take that moment and say to you, from that moment, use your human endowment. From that moment, we have stories like Audrey Sivignac, where she chose at age 14, she left the home, she went in a youth home, and she chose to use her imagination, her consciousness, and her independent free will to pull out of a family that was a father in jail, mother mentally ill, whatever. And you can choose from that moment on. I can reprogram. I can reprogram myself. So today, I want you to take a moment this weekend and ask yourself, how am I behaving between my stimulus and my power to choose? Look at your environment. So right now, my friends in France, Virginie, maybe you can make a meeting with them. Say, okay, guys, this is what's happening to us. What's going to be our response, our positive response? Because that choice, no, my company can't take my freedom to choose away from me. I make those choices, and that's how we've sur survived in business for 38 years. This is how we survive against uh, un injustices that people may do to us, like Frank in the concentration camp. Like This is a very um, serious and, uh, um, oh, like, I mean, so profound. I mean, you can't even compare it, to, compare it to anything we can live today as injustice, but still, how will I respond to this? And how have you responded to this in the past? That will give you an indication of your level of maturity. Don't you love that? I brought it back again, Marie-Pierre. It gives me, okay, my level of maturity on how I am. It's not because I'm 57 and mature. There's some people that will never be mature their entire life. They always behave like children all the time, okay? I want you guys on the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, to, to, to grow up if you aren't grown up yet or those that are, have grown up. Let's be an example of people that level up and that have the power to choose 
what our future is going to be like. Hey, Marie-Pierre, I love your English because you had very difficult words today, all right? So I love you guys. Have a fabulous weekend and think, 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 think of everything you've gone through in your life and how you reacted to it. And if you don't like the way you reacted to it, today you have the 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 possibility to reprogram yourself like a computer system and choose your future to be exactly the way you want it to be. All right. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see each other on Monday. Bye, Christina. Bye, guys. Bye, Joan. Thank you.